A boom, boom, beat. A boom, boom, beat. Christian revolutionary visionary products person. I ain't here to dance for you. I ain't here to do a two-step. Right. That's just a piece. That was just my end. And now I want to create. I want to create content. I mean, eventually, ten years from now, I want to. I just want to create for the church. Period. I'm Christian. I'm just going to. I'm designed like the new, the new sister. I low-key hate the word culture, yo. I really? think culture just invited everybody else into our shit. Ooh, expound on that. I like that. Ooh. I think everybody, like, we start talking about culture vultures and we're talking about hip-hop as a culture, then it allows everybody to feel like it's something that's a research-based thing. It's like, if I know about the five pillars of hip-hop or I know the albums that came out last summer, I'm fit to decide what is it or isn't it. I'm, a, I'm fully a part of the culture now because I know about it. Welcome to the Black Sublime Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Haberdashri, a.k.a. Aolus White, a.k.a. Halloween Ho. How y'all doing today? I hope you're having a lovely, lovely, lovely post-Halloween week. For us in New York, it got cold or chilly out of nowhere. I'm not going to say cold because I don't want to sound ungrateful, but it was like Halloween. Um, last Thursday was warm. It was, you know... Funky. It was a little weird, but it was warm enough for the hosts to come out and play. And then it was like God said the next day, like, um, y'all was a little too hoey. Let me throw some frost on that forecast. And it was cold as hell this weekend. And now it's sort of regular and um, mild and chilly. And it's cute. It's cute. But it wasn't, I mean, literally Halloween was warm as fuck, right? Um, right for the hose, um, the hose holiday. Well, I, you know, I'm feeling great. I, today's going to be an interesting podcast. Um, I started with Lorian. Now, mind you, this has no relevance to, <laughs> to what I'm talking about today. Um, zero. I just love her. I love the boom, boom, cat, boom, boom, cat, beat, hit. Um, and I mean, it probably on some level has something to do with what I'm going to say today, but you know, I, I never fully know these things. Um, and then I went into Kanye, and you know this is not going to be a Kanye podcast, but you know I this is an old interview of him. I mean, at least ten years old, probably more than that of him on one hundred and five. I mean, this is not the Breakfast Club, mind you. So him on one hundred and five, um, I forgot who he was. I'm talking to, but about his vision as somebody with you know products and blah 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 blah. But he mentioned being a Christian artist and wanting to innovate for Christian for the church back then and then I talked about chance oh I played chance on a show that I forgot what it's called but it was basically a, a afterword for rhythm and flow on Netflix where chance ti and Cardi were um were judges or trying to find the next huge hip-hop artist, like that sort of music competition. And Charlemagne the God was interviewing them on culture. All right, so Kanye. What struck me about this, well, a lot of the discourse about Kanye 
has been about well okay a lot of this goes about his album i haven't heard it i'm not playing it it's fine i don't care but um, a lot of discourse around Jesus is King, which came out, I think, last Friday, maybe two Fridays ago at this point, is that he's scamming the black community. You know, it is him feeling like using God, using um, Christianity, using the religiosity and, cons- and social conservatism of a lot of the black community um, to get back in our graces that, you know, hearkening back to our ancestors, the sort of spirituality that freed us from well, the spirituality that... Um, historically guarded our hearts and minds while we were being um, legally oppressed. Um, Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. And while we journeyed to a more literal version of freedom, that's probably the best way of saying that. Or the best way that I can do to say that. So, you know, I mean, I guess all that could be true. Um, We know that he's, in the sunken, we know that he's. I don't even want to say in the sunken place. I don't know. I don't even. I want to avoid all of that. We know that he has espoused controversial views that are seen as anti-black or at least adjacent to anti-black movements. We've seen that. We know that, right? Um, and a lot of people feel like, how can you do this, say this, you know, be, fuck with these people, you know, you riding with these niggas here, and then want me to buy your album, and then want me to do, and you are using God to get my monies out of my wallet, like you're using, you know, all of that. Which could still be true, I just pulled this interview up, because it is something, there is something to be said for someone always wanting to do a certain type of music. Um, there's something to be said for looking at someone's track record musically as an artist and being like, well, you know, Jesus Walks was a moment that was a Christian gospel moment that you made, hip, that you use hip hop to make popular. Um, or that was just your mode of expression. Um, we know that you've always had this interest. So this, there is consistency among your musical and sort of what you've said you stood for. And I think that's what, on, on the religious context, I'm not talking about his political views, but I feel like as an artist, you know, if you have a thread, if there is a thread of, so a narrative thread or a sort of even an aesthetic thread, like I love background vocals. I'm my newer project, I'm not using too many background vocals, but background vocals are my shit. And a lot of that is because, you know, I finally I found artistic comfort in um in groups of people. Like I liked singing in choir. I liked singing in uh, church, like my gospel choir, both like chamber and, you know, all that stuff. I liked being part of, you know, musicals and stuff like that. Like I enjoyed that. So I, and I genuinely love harmony and hearing more than one voice together. Like I love that shit. So I would have background vocals, but my newer project, I'm kind of like not, I'm not, 
going as heavy with the vocal arrangement as I can. I'm sort of lightening up there. But all that's a tangent. It's like in the case of Kanye, um, we've seen this Christian aesthetic since the beginning. You know, when people talk about using soul samples and soul this and soul that, they're, they're, you know, we don't like to talk about gospel as a as an influence particular and through many different stages like not just you know hymns that wait in the water type of like spirituals not negro spirituals you know we're also talking about like 80s 90s you know hip uh sorry 80s 90s gospel we're talking about 60s 70s gospel i mean you know the the phrasings of mahalia i mean have influenced a lot of vocals i mean aretha as a gospel artist like we don't talk about her as a gospel artist because a lot of her music obviously she did a lot of things but that voice those stylings even the way she plays piano a lot of that is gospel and you recognize it if you have any founding in the black church. Um, I think a lot of times we just, people are looking, and this is not to Kanye's defense anyway, it's really to my own and to the defense of artists. You know, if you chart an artistic path and you culminate it, you reach what you've said, um, but somehow your politics and your personal um, sort of antics have gotten in the way, you run the risk of people considering your destination um, a fraud or you're considering that success a fraud or like a cheap attempt to pander. And, you know, to me, that's sad. I guess that's what, that's what I'm feeling. It's not really a defensive artist. It's really just like, you know... It's sad to me that it is possible because of your fame and because of the, the, the ethics of the community, and I will get into that in a moment, that as an artist, you at the end, you just could be seen as nothing but a fraud or nothing but a panderer or nothing but someone who cheaply costumes um, or what's the word I'm looking for? Not costumes. It's um, uh, it is uh, whatever. I don't need that word right now. But, you know, you push something as one thing and it's truly another. And I guess half of me is like, well, you know, that's the price of not having integrity. That's what you pay. That, that's what that's why integrity is important. Not just integrity in terms of meaning what you say and acting in accordance to your ethics, but integrity in terms of just going for a whole approach, a holistic approach to humanity and um and artistry. But the other part of me is like, yo, these niggas, they are rappers. They are rappers. They are rappers. They are producers. They are nothing more. And, you know, a lot of people were but, were but hurt when Kanye started acting crazy. Well, he's been acting crazy, but when he started acting crazy and it didn't, we didn't like what he was saying. And I was never that mad. And a lot of 
why I was never that mad, although I disagreed or I, I was just turned off by the whole thing. But I was never that mad because, you know, not to talk my shit, but I value my education. <laughs> And I'm not just talking about the formal education, you know, the the girls, the girl, the formal education that's probably valued, you know, about a half a million dollars. I'm not talking about her. Because I actually don't give a fuck about her. I like that she's there and I'm grateful for the opportunities, but that's not what gets me, you know, what gets my dear car at the end. You know, it's really the informal education that I value. My proximity to people that are actually doing the real work of liberating themselves and others that have made their life's work the work, or rather that made the work their life's work. My proximity to those people, you know, the discipline of my grandfather, the self-sacrifice of my stepfather, the, you know, the crazy, like, world-shifting endurance and foresight and resourcefulness and ingenuity of my mother and my grandmother. Like, I value my informal education enough to... Not put that much stock stock or responsibility onto a rapper. And it's not the case that I don't respect rappers. I do. And some rappers have, you know, have made this their social consciousness, their watermark and blah, blah, blah. That's all nice and good. But I value, I can't simultaneously value my education, formal and informal, and then expect someone without that education to do anything equal to or greater than what I do in this world. And like, and I don't even do that much. Like, let's, let's just, let's just put it out there. I don't do shit really, you know? And this is, this is really related to the next point. Or one of my other points. I don't I don't do enough. And I know I don't do enough. I'm trying to figure that out. And we have to and I and I guess this might sound like it's unrelated, but it's not. So I'm gonna do a little tangent, but I'm gonna bring back. We have to be specific in the culture. And in the culture, not just meaning hip hop, this act this is activism, this is, you know liberation, this is, you know, black people, people of color, whatever. We have to be specific about, you know, talent and skill and purpose and gifts, like all of these words that I tend to throw around and that we tend to, you know, I feel, okay, maybe I shouldn't say we have to. Here's how I look at it. Talent and skill in my view, we have to be precise about what they are and who has what. When you look at a Kanye figure, a Jay-Z, well, let's just say with Kanye for a minute. And yeah, maybe we should go to Kim Kardashian too. They're kind of related. The talent of Kanye West or the skill of Kanye West is not activism it's not messaging for the greater good it's not advocacy for a community it's not that you know Kanye's a lot of his talent or his skill 
Uh, well, there's the skill of you know mutant production and stuff like that, but a lot of his aesthetic is characterized by reaching into obscure sonic and sonic places, lyric places, and pulling it into the present. That's a lot of his skill. A lot of his skill is defined by making things that have become fringe aesthetically sonically by like extremes like on Yeezus and stuff like that or even stuff like 808s and warping it into his his mode of expression but it's always his talent is really about bringing his ex- internal world externally in a way that is not generalizable Kanye has never been one of those artists that you know is so it's not like he's an artist that's so specific that it just connects to the human experience that's not him that's never been him he is someone that sonically does interesting things and everything is kinds of like a weird journal entry but a journal entry that's not a journal entry that's being shared not for the purpose of building bridges or connecting to other people's, you know, souls. That's not what Kanye does. And if that's not what he does, then expecting advocacy or a, a spokesmanship from him is a, is a mistake. You know, it's not his talent. You know, it's not his skill. And it's therefore not his purpose, you know. And... I get, trust me, I'm, I hold people accountable and I would hold him accountable just for being stupid. But it's really a reflection on us that we put so much stock into that. And I, and I think about this when I think about a Cardi B character whose talent is her personality and her skill is really infusing, is commodifying her personality and infusing every single thing she touches with her personality. You can't be mad at her for doing that. You can't be mad at her for that. You know, like, that is something that everybody would love to to be able to do if they could. Do you know how many people, myself included, you know, have to trick ourselves or hack ourselves into being, you know, into bringing our full self to the table every time, you know, that is, or not even that, because that's integrity in my opinion, but can repurpose an art form just to fit their personality or repurpose media just to fit their personality. Like that's what she does. And that is a talent of skill and you can't be mad at that. You know, and it's really, I think, I think when you, when you are specific, it allows you not to be bad at people that, it allows you to be responsible with your allocation of responsibility. And therefore, then you become, then you're not mad when you have appropriately given the people the right jobs you know hey Kanye your job just make good music over there talk your shit fine just keep doing that you know or make your products or make your make your shit that tells your story or that fits your you know your whims or your fancy but we don't as a culture care about what you say outside of that 
you know, and that would be okay with me. You know, that would be okay with me on an artistic sort of media level. Like, there's obviously the money, what he does with his money that matters. You know, what he, who he backs and stuff like that. But that is a different conversation to me. Um, and, you know, when you think about people who... When you think about my approach, or like when I think about my approach, I think... On one hand, it's good, obviously, because I have to believe in it in some respects. And then the other part, I feel like, you know, it can be a little problematic. Or other people have used this approach um, or used this language to espouse a different view. The Jay-Z. And we've talked about Jay-Z, so I won't really do too much there. But a lot of people say Jay Z is a businessman, and even you know the Kim Kardashian, which is I'm lumping them together for a reason. They are business people, um, and when people say someone's a businessman, what they're saying, at least in everyday speech, is this person's a capitalist. This person is not going to put. Is not going to value a human good over a financial profit at the end of the day. And they're they're in it for financial profit. So they are a businessman. That's what people say. That's what they mean when they say it. Um or maybe I shouldn't be that harsh. Let's soften it. That their primary purpose on this planet or on, you know, in their endeavors is to turn financial profit, return, you know, you know, return, provide returns to their shareholders themselves or other people. That's their that's the purpose of business. So that's what their main purpose is as a businessman. What I say, which I think is true, that's a good, that's a strong working definition, but the the connotation is what I said originally, that because that's their primary orientation, they will not, at the end of the day, value human good. The issue that I have with it and how I want my perspective to be used or my intention behind this perspective is this. Business, an affinity or, or a proficiency in business is both a talent and a skill as well. So you will never convince me that the only way somebody can make money is to speak against, move against the black community or the good of humanity. Because the business, the talent of business is the ability to find and spot opportunity and exploit it. You know, the skill of business is going to be to do that wherever you are, to be able to turn a profit in a variety of contexts. And the however unlikely the context the higher the skill is. So if you are able to do it in a real fucked up ass situation, then you are a very skilled person, a very skilled businessman. And profit is not limited to financial profit. It could also be economic profit, which, you know, depending on your backgrounds or whatever, does incorporate damage to the globe, you know, 
the environment, damage to communities, you know, the wrong type of brainwashing of the young, of the of our youth. Like it can be comprehensive. So when someone says, well, this person's a really good businessman, so they chose to make this choice that went against the well the welfare of our community. And we lift them up as a businessman. So here's the J thing is we lift him up as a great businessman. We lift him up as a mogul, all of this. But it once you do that, then you're trying to saying that his skill and talent is business, and it's not. Because if he were really skilled and really talented, he could find he could find opportunities anywhere, ones that are not that do not compromise his own values or the values of the community that he champions, and turn a profit. If you are really talented and skilled in business, you the truth is you're just playing catch up. You have your better than other people and you're playing catch up because you don't have the you didn't have the sort of upbringing or access to you know access to do that where someone like a cam and that's why i brought her up before obviously you know problematic in a lot of ways her access, her early access to capital and business-minded people allows her to make turn profits on dumb shit. Honestly, it allows her to make money off real stupid shit. She has figured out a way to... <laughs> and not to shade her. I mean, it's not shade. It's actually a compliment. She's figured out a way to turn her profit with pure stupidity and mind-numbing things. And she and her clan, they all have done this. And that could be Chris Jenner or whatever. But they've all managed to do this. So I don't want to hear that someone's a businessman and therefore they could not advance. You know, they could not be good. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. And not that Kim, I don't, I don't want to say that she's good or bad, but I think the point is made, right? And, you know, I, I tie this really all together in that I guess my main point is that I want us to be really specific about talent, skill, purpose, and I want us to be responsible with our, you know, sharing allocation of responsibility when we're talking about things like art or social justice or, you know, the people that we trust with the culture's commerce, which I will maybe bring up, should I go into that now? Actually, no, I want to tie this in. So I saw something that I agree with. And, you know, I love The Grapevine. It's a wonderful, wonderful program. Shout out to the people that do that. I think Ashley Okuna is the creator. There are tons of producers. I love the show. And they came out with the episode last week. And one person said something that I agree with. It's like, you can do whatever you want. Well, he didn't say this, but I'm paraphrasing. But when you step into a social justice role, when you become or use the language of a social justice warrior, there was a lady actually who said this, you have to be held accountable to the bar of social justice. You know, and I think that 
on the Kanye front, on the J front, that point is very, very, very accurate. And I've said this earlier, this episode about Kanye being an artist and us having to be specific, be specific about what his talent and skill is and ignore him, same for Jay, be specific. But it's also on them. Once you pick up the social justice, you know, flag and you identify or use language that can make you be mistaken for a social justice warrior. Once you do that, then you are held accountable, just like they would hold, you know, a career lobbyist, somebody who owns a nonprofit, somebody who's handling children's lives, like whatever it is, someone who runs an after school program. Just like you, just like they'd be held accountable for some bullshit, for some dumbass. You are now held accountable, just like the people that are fighting for, you know, legal change or litigation or whatever. You are not held accountable because you have taken, you have picked up the social justice mantle. You have picked it up. So now that accountability um, has, is, is more intense and you have a responsibility now to stay smart and to stay ahead and to recognize your own analytical weakness and to build on that, your analytical, your rhetorical, your, whatever your weaknesses are, you have responsibility because now you have identified yourself as a warrior. And why? And when I said earlier that I value my education, is that I value like my proximity to warriors, people that I know that have really some that will not miss a motherfucking beat, will not miss a news story, will not miss a protest, will not who's paid tithes essentially to, you know, a number of, um, you know, philanthropic or philanthropic, sorry, philanthropic, um, whatever. They will not miss, their shit is tight. Those people that are fighting every day because they are so, I value my proximity to them. Because I respect them, I'm not just going to give that to somebody that made a single donation and, and, and fucking um, rapped about some shit one time or who's from the hood. Like, no, no. And, you know, I, I'm going to close with um, just a quick response. And I might, do, I might follow up on this next week because I really did like what Chance said about culture. Being once you use that word, niggas think that it becomes something that they can research and gain a part of it. And you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know I can be quite harsh. I can be all or nothing. This is the Scorpio Moon in me. This is the Aquarius. Like you know, you know, and the Virgo. This all. It's all. You know. I'm not the one. I don't think you can just do your research and gain part of the culture, and neither this chance and puts it in what he was saying. But I think we need to really understand that. You know, you cannot, you can love rap music all you want. If that is not in your upbringing, if that is not in your, in your, you know, in your blood in terms of the origins of the movement then you're just a consumer, and that's okay. 
That's oh, it is okay to not be part of some, and you know, this ties to the business thing. I'm gonna go back to Kim Kardashian in a moment. It 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 is okay to not be a hip hopper. It is okay not to be black, you know, <laughs> not to have the black gestures, not to have the black language, not to have the black. It is more than okay. Do not, you can never be part of this culture if you do not have the necessary constituent parts. Like, you could never, I don't care how well you know hip hop. I don't care how well you know black history. If you do not, if you are, I mean, you know, you, you, we all know what I'm saying. You could never be part of this culture. I do not care what you do. You can be an ally. You can be a consumer. You can be someone who's tangential. You can be a, helpful. You know, you can be someone that helps a great uh, conduit. You know, you can do a lot of things and we can love you. And I'm really talking to the engineers here, the folks or the people that are, you know, that are part of making this happen. But the producers, the people that, you know, might not be of the culture from a, you know, first like a direct basis. But love the culture and give to the culture and have made some amazing art and have made sacrifice. That's beautiful. But this is not, it's not telling your story. It's not, it's not tied to that ancestral suffering, the ancestral magic. So you have to defer. You know, and maybe there's some kind of tier, some kind of stratification here where you can be of the culture but not, you know, a gatekeeper or whatever. I don't know. But this culture, you it's not yours and it's okay. And here is where I the talent of business and the skill of business matters on a level that's not capitalistic. It matters it matters because you can learn the business of you. A lot of people are taking hip-hop just as an example, but it's not just hip-hop. It's a lot of black things. It's a lot of black... I, I watched uh, Watchmen the other day for the first time. Of, I mean, they start with black suffering. They start with black bodies. They start with the same shit. We know how white people give it up. You know, a lot of times when there's, when there's no creativity, they got to kill a black person. <laughs> Or tell a black story, you know, or or you know, they've got they reach, you know, and they shoot it in a really visceral way to get reactions, and it they hot they cast some black people, and then all of a sudden it's amazing, it's it's groundbreaking. They do this a lot with black everything, black people, black images, black aesthetic, black art, black history, but all the time. Hey. Why don't you invest in improving your business skills so that you can do what Cardi does, so that you can look at what you have, what you bring, find opportunity in what you have, 
and then employ the skill needed to make a bag off of what you bring. Stop trying to mimic because now black culture is pop culture, or not just now, but black culture is pop culture and this and because black culture is so popping, black culture is it's is the shit, you know, makes everybody dick hard, everybody pussy wet globally. And you just wanna be liked and you just wanna be loved and you just wanna bag. You copy that. When you why don't you worry about the business of you? Try to get the talent or find somebody with the talent to look to find opportunities in your dusty ass life. And then you try to exploit that shit to make a motherfucking dollar. And this is not just, this is not like an, because this, even black people do this. Even black people pander to black people. And that's what, that was another a sentence from the grapevine that I loved. Black people pander to black people. So this is not just white people or, or you know, Latino or Afro-Taino or whatever. It's not just that. It's black people. Sometimes black people act like a culture is not, they be part of a culture they not. You see all the time, oh my God, like when black people come on and then they're like, oh, now I am, I don't know, like the gang affiliated or drug dealing or Motherfucker, you were in the library, bitch. You were in the library, and it's okay to be in the library. It's fine. <laughs> it's be in be in the library. It's good. It's it's fine. Um, but anyway, I think I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna revisit the culture conversation because there's some interesting examples I want to explore. But have a lovely week. And yeah, get it poppin', you know, live your life and I'll talk to y'all soon.